Welcome back to another fantasy football podcast called Just a Tip. We are your hosts, Disfat Bidge. We have over here the weekend warrior, Matt Regan. Regan, how you doing? How was your weekend? Great, wonderful. Glad to be back yeah. after uh, what we'll call a little technical difficulty for a little bit. Mm. So good to see you guys. Hey, you know it's okay to admit it that you have a problem, but there's doctors to help you with that. <laughs> not Ryan, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Ryan the tagless Haynes, how you doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Doing well. Doing well. I uh, I want to I want to send out. Uh, some appreciation to our viewers almost 200 views on our last video i think that's that is awesome awesome thank you guys you stat nerd throwing out just go to your head man glad you dressed up for the occasion too appreciate Heck it yeah it's my undershirt <laughs> from work today how's it look yeah. mine mine too <laughs> oh nice all right all right i just do this i just threw this rag on you know yeah, right. Do you even wash right. that jersey? You just wear it all the time. Yeah. Fun fact Ryan's family gave this to me Christmas in 2008. I still have it. It's trash. Still uh, yeah. barely fits. <laughs> barely fits. But you hey. probably still give it back. Probably. Enough of that. Let's move into Haynes' briefs right now. Ryan, what do you got for us? Ooh, all right. The weekly briefs, they're uh, somewhat short, but a little intriguing. So uh, three-time Super Bowl champion, one-time Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman has announced his retirement from football. He has spent all 12 of his seasons with the Patriots. If you're a Patriots Four fan, out. it's a sad, sad day. Riggs, how are you feeling over there? What are your thoughts? You know, I'm just over here holding his uh, signed jersey. Yeah, newborn baby it's uh it's pretty sad i'm not gonna lie uh it's gonna be weird like who james white he's still hanging around and uh the good old yeah. days they're fading fast real fast they're fading fast Don't all right david andrews. david andrews cam newton baby here we go the Arizona Cardinals signed running back James Conner to pair with running back Chase Edmonds. Real quick, Mac, who's number one? Who's number two? It's going to be James Conner. They need to get a power running game going, get some play action pass going. Uh, James Conner, we'll see how he feels in preseason, the workouts. It looks like they're going to do a lot of virtual at the beginning. So we're going to have to wait until literally – the day of our fantasy drafts to figure out if he has any value. All right. So Max going James Connor. So our viewers, you guys should go chase Edmonds. <laughs> and next on the list, Giovanni hey, Bernard. Hey, go the way. <laughs> Giovanni Bernard signed oh. with the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ugh. What's he like? The fifth string running back? Yeah. <laughs> That's still, uh, I don't know. What? Are, all That's right, still so gotta be Vaughn. Mac, is he on the team opening day first week? Question. Yes. Briggs. I'm gonna say yes. Sadly. I'm gonna say he's gonna no. Be, he's gonna be fourth. He'll be fourth string. I I think he gets. I think he gets cut. I think there's just too much talent. Um. 
yeah, there's just too much depth there. Talent's a strong hey. word. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say. I mean, doesn't matter. I don't want any part of this backfield now. I'm all set. I didn't. I'm not gonna, not gonna play that random wheel of bucks running backs. I'm all set with it. It is certainly congested. And uh, all right, big trade last week. Major draft implications. So the New York Jets traded quarterback Sam Darnold, uh, the third overall pick in the 2018 draft, to the Carolina Panthers for a six-rounder in the 2021 draft and a second-rounder and fourth-rounder in 2022. So what does this mean for the Jets, first of all? Who are they going with at number two? Reeks? They'd be dumb not to go with Fields, if you ask me. I think he's got the biggest upside out of all of them. Uh, what they do, though, it's the Jets, so nobody really knows. The Jets don't even know. So Mac Jones. Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, what are you thinking? That It looks like all the insiders are saying Zach Wilson, so I, I'm going to go with them. That's where they're looking at. Uh, I know – uh, San Francisco is going to go see Justin Fields at his pro day uh, coming up this week. So I, I think I think the Mac Jones smoke is going to fade away pretty quickly, clear out. And I think Justin Fields will go to San Francisco. Dumb All right. I'm going to say Zach Wilson at two. Now, what I'm saying we... Zach Wilson. I'm, I'm going with that too. I totally agree. He wears a headband. What do we think about the receiving corps for Carolina? Does DJ Moore get more production, more targets from having Sam Darnold as quarterback or last year with Teddy Bridgewater? Is he more valuable or less valuable this year? I say more. Definitely more. Yeah. DJ Moore. Uh the problem was they couldn't score. They couldn't pass any touchdowns, and they they need to fix that. So that's going to be their goal. And, you know, they were in the bottom half. I think they're 24th, ranked 24th in throwing touchdowns last year. So, yeah, they're going to – they're pretty much only way up. Only way to go is up. So, yeah, they're going to get in the end zone. It's going to have a lot more points this year. I saw a stat yesterday on ESPN – saying uh, DJ Moore had more 20-yard uh, gains than the entire Jets team mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. we got to remember, too, uh, Chris McCaffrey will hopefully be back, and mm-hmm. that field will be opened right up. Robbie exactly. Anderson still there. That, that team's uh, interesting, to say the least. We'll see, we'll see how Darnold uh, fits in. But, uh, yeah, the briefs are off. And uh, let's roll into some more rookie talk. That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Do you write that down? I did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Regan, you want to let it hang out like him or Uh, would you like Ryan to go first since he's already out there for everybody? I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I guess I could go first. We don't know what's going on below the white tee, guys. Could, could be <laughs> could be anything. It's a mystery. It's a, it's a mystery <laughs> we'll keep it that box. way. It's only episode three. <laughs> oh, man. I'm ready to talk some rookies. I go first. Well, all right, Ryan. Let's, uh, let's have you kick it off then. All right. So this episode, we're talking about the 
top five rookies that each of us thinks is going to make the most immediate impact. Now, some of us have different definitions on what immediate means. Some of us think that thinks that means the whole season. Some of us thinks that means maybe the first half of the season, guys that are worth drafting, looking at if you're in a redraft league. So uh, as we go through this, you might see different definitions around the, the word immediate. But uh, to me, I'm, th- I'm going to lay out some guys who I think might be worth drafting and might have season-long value consistently across the whole year. Uh, a lot of times with rookies, they tend to really get an opportunity at the second half of the season. So this is something that is really important in redraft leagues. I mean, guys like Jonathan Taylor, they took a long time to uh, produce last year, and that really hurt a lot of a lot of uh, fantasy players. So just keep keep an eye out. Remember that when you're in your redraft uh, prep. So at number five, I have running back from Memphis, Kenneth Gainwell. So Kenneth Gainwell, not the biggest name. Um, he's probably going to be a mid-round pick. My guess is early third, maybe late third. Dual threat. When I'm when I was watching film on this guy, this guy was he was lining up in the slot. He was lining up in, in five wide receiver sets. He was lining up in wildcat. He was being used in so many different ways, which is why I think if he's if he finds the right landing spot, he can have a lot of opportunities and be on the field a lot uh, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Uh, a little fun fact about Kenneth Gainwell in high school. This is according to pro football network. He threw for about 3,700 yards and 32 passing touchdowns. So this guy can literally do it all. And this is also the guy that beat out Antonio Gibson for running back one at Memphis. So he has a lot of upside and I think he's a guy that can definitely, um, you know, make an impact right away. Cons for him. He played in a small conference, He played in the AAC. He could have been padding his stats against lesser opponents. Um, and he's likely not a three down back. So there are some, some cons to, to, uh, you know, his play, but overall, I think he is a solid player to, to target cops. I'm thinking like a James white, Darren Sproles, um, you know, guys that can certainly be utilized in different ways. Number four, Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore is a little guy, he's five, nine, one eighty. Um, the biggest cons for Rondale Moore injury prone. Um, he only played three games uh, last year, only seven games the year before. Um, So not a big sample size of what he can do. Incredibly athletic. Uh, There's a viral video on this, of this guy squatting 600 pounds as a rookie. He's super strong. Uh, It's pro day, 42940, 42 and a half inch vertical. So he is an incredible talent with decent hands, but once he gets the ball yards after the catch, uh, I think he can really make an impact. I think, I think I see this guy being like a Debo Samuel, Curtis Samuel, any kind of Samuel. He he is uh, a, a guy that I think has enough talent to make an immediate impact. Samuel player. Adams, Samuel Adams, hey. Samuel L. Jackson, like wh- whoever, whoever's name is Samuel. He's the cop. He's uh, gonna swear a lot at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he might as he's running Get these past snakes him. off my field. <laughs> I censored myself a little bit there. Uh, Sorry, yeah, continue. I I will do that. So number three, I have Rashad Bateman. Uh, so I, I was doing a lot of rookie pre- uh, draft prep early in my dynasty league. Uh, 
because I was 0-4. So this guy's name uh, <laughs> came, came up a lot. Um, out oh, of yeah. So, yeah, this guy's name came up a lot. If he So he ended up opting out of the 2020 season, opted back in, didn't really produce, opted out again. He's saying he had COVID before the season, never really was able to get back up to where he was in 2019. But he's an excellent route runner. He has great hands. He can really make those catches in traffic. Um, he's he is an all-around guy. If you listen to different uh, analysts, podcasts, whatever, a lot of people are comparing this guy to Justin Jefferson um, and possibly being this year's Justin Jefferson. Uh, so I think this is a guy that you can target who, again, with the right landing spot, can get enough targets to produce right away. Uh, and then the last two guys, big names, Najee Harris, the big running back out of Alabama. He's incredibly elusive. He's explosive. He's powerful. If you, any film you're watching this guy, he's like leaping, leaping players. Like it's like, you know, the norm. And he's, he's gigantic. He's basically Derrick Henry with hands. Um, I, I don't think it matters where this guy ends up. I think he's going to produce right off the bat. And then number one is Trevor Lawrence. We, we know he's going to go to Jacksonville. We know he's going to start week one. We know he's going to probably produce. He has decent weapons. Um, even if he has his struggles, I imagine he's still going to put up decent rushing st- uh, yards, passing yards. The guy can kind of can kind of do it all. So from a fantasy perspective, you know, he's still going to get you a lot of points, regardless if he has his bumps or not. Uh, so that's that's my top five. I think those guys make an immediate impact, and those are guys that I would look at if I was in a redraft league. Whew. What do you guys think? That's a lot. That was a big tip, man. That was a I big tip. I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless after that one. Regan, you can go first. Go right ahead. Yeah, very well put together, Ryan. Um, so I have two. I have two uh, names that are also on my list. So I'll uh, I'll leave my top two picks out, but. The big one that catches my eye that you uh, said was Kenneth Gainwell, and uh, I've heard a lot about him, and I, I just, uh, I'm impressed. That being said, I'm a little upset I didn't put him in my top five. Uh, it just depends on you know uh, where these guys go, and if this guy can get into a situation where you know even if he's a second second um, running back in line, he could really give someone a run for his money and be a starter. So. Um, as for the other two guys, uh, not gonna lie, I don't know much about Bateman, but more that it was a um, some high, high. Uh, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> Upside. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. No, yeah, he's good. Uh, if you want, check out some of his film, man. He makes some uh, great snags and can get some burst out of his routes. Uh, yeah. Ryan, you were focusing more on like uh, PPR guys, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. those are kind of the guys that can get a good opportunity right away. Yeah, we need. We just, I just want to put it in some context there. Yeah, definitely in PPR, uh, these guys can definitely make an immediate impact. And Ryan's calling for you know twenty plus points on each one of these guys the first week, so <laughs> you might as well draft them in the first round of your redraft leagues, supposedly. Uh, lovely. Yeah, one through five. There you go. PPR is becoming the normal, so it is. 
Regan, where do you want to see uh, Najee Harris go? Najee Harris. I'm not saying Miami. I'm um, not saying Miami. Definitely nah, not saying Miami. He's not. He's uh, not. He's not. No, I could. You know, I'd love to see him. Maybe. Uh, you know, Atlanta's going to take Kevin Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts. I'm Kyle, sorry. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see him go there. I don't. Where do you guys see these running backs going? You know, I, all the, the mock drafts I've been seeing is they've been really falling. They have. You might have. Uh, one of the, the first running back off the board will probably not be to the last couple picks of the first round. So times have changed, man. Remember when Seriously. it was like Trent Richardson, third overall pick, <laughs> how that turned yeah. out, you know? Remember those and days. Go back a little bit further. Did. Ricky Williams. Ooh, trade every pick for Ricky Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart move. <laughs> Dick up. Uh, that's good. Uh, all right, Regan. Uh, what's some people on your list here? All right. So, uh, from uh, I had the same thought process as Ryan when it came to guys. You know, they're obviously might be a little bit more well known, but uh, they're going to be drafted early. And if these people, uh, these teams are taking these players early, you know, they're going to use them most likely. Uh, first guy would be uh, five, uh, Jalen Waddle from Alabama. He's a smaller guy, about 5'10". Um, he did have a ankle injury last year. I think he actually broke his ankle. Um, so his numbers aren't going to impress you that much. That being said, his speed is undeniable. He is a quick, shifty back. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> say uh, slot. Um, one of his cons is uh, they want to see if he could play some wide out. You know, but he his con... Uh, his comparison is really to a Tyreek Hill. His speed is just absurd, and he can go up and get the ball. So the guy is just an athletic back. His um, 40-yard dash is at 4.37, and now these are all being taken taken at uh, their pro days and stuff like that. So they're kind of questionable, but you know, I could see him actually running that. Uh, next guy on my list is Jamar Chase, who we all know took last year off. Totally. Uh, another uh, COVID thing. You know, you do what you got to do. Um, that being said, the year before, he was insane with 84 receptions, over 1,700 yards, 20 touchdowns, twenty-one over 21 yards per catch. The guy is a BC 6'1", 208, and he's only going to be 21 years old this year going into the draft. And he ran a 4.38. That's why I kind of sketched out on who really is running these 40-yard dashes. But the guy is literally a beast off the line. Nobody can stuff him on the line. When it comes to that, he might be the best all-around, just well-rounded wide receiver in this draft. Hence why he's probably going to be the first one off the board. Uh, Javante Williams comes in third uh, out of North Carolina, running back. Um, I think this might be my favorite running back in the draft. Um, his hands are not the best. I know that's big. Uh, it may be something he can work on. Uh, that being said, uh, he is a beast. He runs through everything and everyone. Um, he might be the best, uh, most complete three down back. Now that being said, Najee Harris, I think he might be a four down back, but I'm not going to get picky when it comes to that. 
<clears throat> but if uh, Devontae Williams can get his hands, uh, oh, you know, work with his hands, he's great in the backfield on pickup blitzes. He uh, has great vision behind the line. He's very shifty side side to side. One of his cons is that breakaway speed, though. He just doesn't have that, you know, that next uh, gear. I think he only had two plays for 40 yards in his college um, career. That being said, I think he only had about 366 uh, touches in his um, college career, which, you know, there's a lot of tread on his tires. Uh, I think teams will look at that, but they also might question it which I hope they don't do because this guy can be something special. And then the, the last two guys are uh, actually the same as Ryan. Najee Harris at number two from Alabama. Um, uh, Ryan hit it on the head. This guy is literally uh, Derrick Henry with hands. I There's no – I had nothing against him. I was even looking on uh, the NFL, uh, like their stats on him and stuff like that, and his con list was like three things, and it was like – I. Hope he could turn faster and catch a little better and pick up blitzes better. It was all like little stuff that I just don't want to even hear. This guy is something special. And then obviously, number one, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think I said earlier in this pod, I really like Justin's, Justin Fields. Uh, that being said, Trevor Lawrence with so much capital on his name and him definitely being taken first. You know exactly where he's going to go. You know he's going to get the starting job right away. You know, I think it's a no-brainer to take him number one. So lay it on me, fellas. What do you guys think? Go easy. Go ahead. Go easy on you. (laughs) Just a tip. All right. All right. So I just wanted to – Najee Harris, I think – at 30th overall, the team that needs a running back desperately is Buffalo Bills. Ooh. I wonder if they will take a shot in the first round at the back end uh, to take him. But I don't know. He, he's a great player. Maybe Chicago will take him because Montgomery is, I don't know, undersized. But everybody else has is set at running back besides Pittsburgh Steelers at 24. They might take him. Just real quick. Uh, Jamar Chase, I like him, but a bad report on him is he takes plays off and that he needs space to catch. So when it's zero coverage, uh, he's not going to be able to to handle it. So I really don't think he's going to have – he needs some time to grow. Great talent and everything, but you see his catches, you know, there's nobody on him. That Not all the time. But he's gonna have trouble when there's a lockdown lockdown corner on him, manning up on him, and I just don't think he's gonna be able to be that much of a factor. So you're year. telling me he was had nobody on him 84 times? It'll, almost, I'd say 60, <laughs> 60 times. Just checking. Why didn't he have anybody on him? Because yeah. he's so fast, and <laughs> they were playing zone. So if they oh, get the college. film on him, I know, I know. I'm just saying. It, it's going to be – it's a little bit of fool's gold, I guess is what I would tell you. So just Ooh. be – I'm saying just be cautious. I don't know if he's going to have that immediate impact that you're looking for. Is he top five out of the rookies? Oh, is for he sure. In the top five? He's All top right. 
Top three for sure. I, I meant I meant season end. Oh, 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 season end. Uh, it's a deep rookie class, man. On receivers, it's uh, it's anybody's game. It really depends on the landing spot and right, who's throwing to him. <laughs> and he's definitely top ten. He, he'll be top five. He'll be top yeah. five rookie wide receiver. What do you got, Reg- uh, Ryan, on Regan's stuff? Well, I totally agree with the top two. Uh, I figured. Nice. <laughs> Trevor Jamal- Lawrence goes without saying. Everybody knows. Yeah. You know, the big thing I'm looking for is like opportunity and playing time. Uh, That's huge. You know, Javante Williams, those that know me know that I'm a, I'm a big Boston College Eagles fan. And uh, I watched them play North Carolina this year. He's one of the five that watched. That's right. One of the five. And Javante Williams, he, the guy just explodes. Like he's just like, he stood out and you can, you can, you know, when you can see a special player, it, it's the same feeling I get when I, when I watch Najee Harris, um, mm. you know, he, he is a special player. Like he pops on film. Um, so I, I, I love Javante Williams. It's all about landing spot though. And I think some of these bigger names, they're going to end up going to teams that, that need to build more Then they're going to end up going either at the beginning of the draft, or they're going to be going at the beginning of the second round. And that could be problematic. Mm -hmm. If Najee Harris can land on like a, on a Buffalo bills, like whoever, whatever running back is like the Clyde Edwards, Hilaire of this year where they land at the tail end of the first round and they're on a really good team. You know, that's the guy to target. I think. And that's a very good point. The landing spots are huge on this. And this year is the weirdest just because the um, the la- the last year of college was so awkward and so strange, you know, out of the norm for all these teams. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the notes I was going to bring up, too, is be careful when you guys are getting ready for your drafts because not everyone's stats are up to par. You know, some players only played one game and uh, just pitch and, you know, maybe look at the year before and see what they're up against. It's going to be tough for everyone in general, though. Yeah, definitely look at their this year, their skill set report instead of their stats, because uh, see what their strengths, the pros and cons are more so than what their stats are. Because, like you said, some opted out after one game. Some had an abbreviated season of only seven games, like Justin Fields. So you really didn't get a full season look at him. So, yeah, no, good point, Regan. Good point. All right, am I up? Is it my turn to take us home, big boy? Give my tip. (laughs) All right. So I, a little peek behind the curtain here for you audience members out here. We text and it takes 24 hours to answer it. And then it's just a whole bunch of texts and I am driving and I'm coaching and I can't read all the texts and it takes me a while to catch up and I might miss some things. So when I interpret immediate impact, I'm thinking first season impact, not first week, first month, but Hey, I digress. This is where I'm at. I wrote my notes. I'm not getting paid for it. Brian's <laughs> not standing up to see what's below the waist, but hey. All right. So oh, <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm reaching a bit. I'm trying to go under the radar guys that uh, are going to be kind of my sleepers that are going to bust out this season. So first off, I'll go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Wide receiver from USC, 
uh, 6'1", 200 pounds, 21 years old. In 2019, he had 77 receptions, over 1,000 yards receiving, and six touchdowns. Last year, he only had six games, so 500 yards, 41 receptions, and seven touchdowns. It's still great, but just an abbreviated season. Uh, like I said, look at their strengths. Uh, good bursts, uh, breaks after the catch. Uh, he needs to expand his route capabilities, though, so hopefully he lands at a team that has uh, some good wide receiver coaches uh, and uh, he can develop his uh, arsenal a bit better. Uh, instead of just burning people. And you look him on film, uh, he, he's got a high-end high end upside, man. Uh, if you take him to fill out your bench, and he might just be a breakout. I definitely fill in your flex and fill in your bye weeks. Next, I got uh, Chuba Hubbard. It's Chuba, like tuba, but I like Chuba. Uh, <laughs> running back out of Oklahoma State, he's uh, six foot. 210 pounds, 21 years old. Again, only a seven-game season. So I look at the 2019. Uh, he had over 2,000 yards rushing, 21 touchdowns. His longest run was 92 yards. He only had a few receptions, 23, not bad, 200 yards. Uh, but I, I'm looking for a guy that can carry the workload. Uh, so if he gets onto a team and they're looking – like, hey, we need somebody to be the three down back. I'm looking at him in my later rounds after all the the experienced guys are taken. I'm going to take a shot out on him. Uh, everybody knows about Kyle Pitts, uh, but tight ends rarely make any noise their rookie season. You look last uh, or two years ago, excuse me, with TJ Hawkinson. He was the best tight end prospect uh, in 2019, he was taken eighth overall to the Lions. And, you know, he's he's kind of like leftover French fries, you know. You, like, you kind of want them because they were so good previously when you first had them. It starts out hot after you microwave them, two touchdowns, double-digit receptions, the first two games. And then he just turned into Droppinson. He was dropping everything that was thrown to him. Yeah, sure, he had some touchdowns called back from penalties, but – he was drafted in fantasy drafts to be a top 12 tight end, and he landed in the top 20. And when you're a tight end, that's no man's land. You're useless. I'd rather take a big chance and just stream a tight end every week. So I'm looking at not Hawkinson, but Pat uh, Freyermuth. It's very hard to pronounce, I guess. <laughs> exactly. From Penn State. <laughs> it's like Vermouth, Freyermuth. Uh uh, 6'5", 260 pounds. He's a red zone Ooh. beast, okay? So I'm looking at him. He might not get you a lot of yards, but I think they're going to get – he's going to be a great red zone target. And if you miss out on the top five tight ends for this year, take a flyer out on him, man, because he could just be that big red zone target. He lines up in the slot too, contested balls. He's a basketball player too. He could box people out. You know, I would – Definitely take a shot on him if you're going to miss out on the uh, Waller, Kelsey, uh, what other tight end is the top Kittle. five? Kittle. Yeah, Kittle, that one. Injury-prone Kittle. I'm all set with him. Mark Andrews. I'd rather, uh, I'll take it. I would like Mark Andrews, too. Uh-uh. 
Uh, I know it's a small, small sample mm-hmm. for him to have, but uh, hey, I, I would take a shot on him if I miss out on those top five. Next, Kalen Hill, running back from Mississippi. You know, 5'10", 215. He's a shifty pass catching back, so definitely for PPR. Uh, big stat for him, he broke 116 tackles uh, out of 452 carries. So he's going to be hard to take down. Hopefully that translates over. Uh, he opted out out of three games last year, but he had 23 receptions for 234 yards. He had 1,300, 1,300 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns the year before. Uh, yeah, he makes defenders miss, and especially in the beginning of the season, when you're coming out of camp, they haven't been hitting that much. They haven't gotten game action that great. You see the stats, a lot of missed tackles, a lot of points are scored at the beginning of the season. So I take a shot out on him, depending on his landing spot. If he's behind a running back that he has to develop, then – Forget everything I said, like you probably will anyway. All right. <laughs> so, uh, my quarterback, rookie, who I think is going to be the Justin Herbert for this year, Zach Wilson. All right. I know you like Justin Fields, man, but I think Zach Wilson, he's going to go to the Jets. They tanked last year. They have some talent. I know. They they suck. They got a new coach, a new culture that's going to come in. Salah's going to kick their ass. They're going to have a whole new makeover. And I'm calling it right now. Zach Wilson's going to have a better year than Trevor Lawrence. All right? A better year. And I'll tell you why. He has NFL coaching experience behind him. Urban Meyer's going to come into Jacksonville, and the game's Gonna pass him. He's not. He's not gonna be able to keep up with these NFL experienced coaches. So it's gonna hurt Trevor Lawrence, and I think Zach Wilson's gonna have a better productive season. I know, Regan, you're not liking that. You're not liking that, Ryan. You don't like my hot take there. That's a cold no. take. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know. That's a jet take. It is a jet take. But I think they, I think they're going to be very surprising this year, and he's just going to sling it like Justin Herbert did last year. All right, lay it on me, guys. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> First off, it's very depressing how all these wide receivers have the same stature as me and are a lot better at football. Second off. I'm going to have to look up all those guys that you just mentioned. <laughs> I'm going to get the Google machine now. I'm going to start looking them up. Uh, <laughs> or you could just ask for my advice. So I'll let you know. Tune yeah. into the pod. And... Yeah. <laughs> you got me. You know, <laughs> I guess Zach Wilson's the uh, only notable one that I, you know, that everyone knows about. So uh, I think your thought process on giving these, uh, our viewers, some uh, different names is, uh, is great. I think that's awesome. Uh, I'll just finish on your Zach Wilson thing and say you're I'll wrong. Finish all over it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's gonna wrong. finish last. Is what he's gonna do. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's he. He's not gonna. Uh, I don't even know. It's the Jets. Like, how do you even make that assumption? They're gonna be surprising, man. I'm telling you. I, just like when the Colts yeah. sucked for luck, they did not do well. 
Jets were tanking last year, man. They're gonna come. They're gonna come back around, and it's gonna be a very productive, under the radar, fantasy value on that team. They literally can't get worse. So I guess you're right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna yeah, tell man. you why I like your list, Mac. Ooh. Uh, okay. Because brown noser. So two, two kind of medium like it. <laughs> two of the top five uh, PPR uh, rookies that produced last year in the first half of the season, Justin Herbert and James Robinson, two guys that were mm-hmm. not on anybody's radar. Mm-hmm. Let's remember that Tyrod Taylor was the Chargers starting quarterback week one yep. of last season. Oh, that was horrible. And Justin Herbert still produced enough points in the first half of last year to mm-hmm. make the top five for rookie production. And James Robinson, undrafted rookie, nobody knows about him. Jaguars cut Fournette kind of out of left field. And the guy produces, not only does he produce, he gets like a crazy amount of uh, opportunity. He plays like, what, 80% of the snaps or something Something ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Like Twenty yeah. carries a game. Uh, so you just don't know sometimes. So, so these are like even though Max List is kind of like a lot of no name guys. Like these are guys that you can target on the waiver wire. I think. Like I don't even think you have to draft any of these guys. Maybe Zach Wilson, but outside of that, like these might be guys that you can target Probably on the waiver not. wire. Can provide some production for you. It's important. It's important to have these guys on your radar. It is. It is, man. Let me let me just uh, just a couple things, some history to back me up. All right. So Nick Chubb, you know, he's taken in the first round now. All right. He was in the real draft, drafted second round. He was after Saquon Barkley, which obviously he was a first round talent right away. We all knew that, just like Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, all of them. All right. So then Rashad Penny was drafted before him, Sony Michelle. People were taking those guys a few rounds ahead of Chubb. All right. He only started nine games when he got the chance, but he was just under a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, 20 receptions. His ADP was in the round nine. Like if you're just gonna take a shot on somebody, you wait till you get there, you have your starters set, you fill in your bench. Instead of taking a shot on a vet that had a really poor year and it seems like they're on the downswing, I want to take the shot at the rookie that's in a good spot that might have a chance to just be a breakout star. Another example for a receiver, DK Metcalf, you know, late second round. His first year he had 100 targets and 900 yards, 58 receptions, seven touchdowns. He was drafted after Regan, you'll love this, Nikhil Harry. Yeah, you guys, you guys passed on. Oh, McCall Harmon was taken ahead of him. Oh, Andy Isabella, Paris Campbell, AJ Brown. Okay, that makes sense. AJ Brown's pretty good. All right, I'll give the Titans for that one. Uh, but then who can forget the great Eagles wide receiver JJ Arcega Whiteside? Yeah, exactly. They pass up on DK Metcalf. It's these guys that are under the radar. You look at their their body. Check out their body, man. How they can move. What their talents are. Why is that brought up? 
like their weight and their height. I know you said. Mm-hmm. Get your mind out of the gutter. Disgust me. I hang out with you guys. Room. What do you expect? Uh, Did you guys ever see how Metcalf went into his interview with Pete Carroll? No. Sure it off. Yeah. Sure it oh, off. Of course. He walked and in. Pete Carroll took his shirt off. And Pete Carroll took his shirt that's, off. That's right. Is, is that the picture of Metcalf, like, flexing? Is that that? Yeah. That you, yeah. That you have on your yeah. wall? Yeah. No. No. It's, it's in a secret folder on my phone. Hey, what are you drinking there? Pink lemonade. That's it? It's a Bailey drink, drink man. All right. Yeah. All right. Chicks think that. That's true, man. All right. Yeah, I mean, these are. I'll tell you what. I think this is like the perfect example of uh, all the all the names we brought up, the different things. Max list versus our list. I think this is the reason why you kind of stay away from rookies. I mean, Justin Jefferson consistently had the most production last year. Justin Jefferson was drafted like his ADP for redraft leagues was like the tenth round. So if you're taking any rookie in the first five or six rounds. And there's always those rookies that have, everybody has like fever for that. They're Mm -hmm. like hot on. And and last year it was CEH and Jonathan Taylor and Henry Ruggs. And Mm -hmm. these guys don't produce all season. I mean, real quick, I had Jonathan Taylor in our redraft league last year. You know, when Jonathan Taylor produced for me, Week 11 when I was like three and seven, and that was it. And I had like no running back depth, and I depended Mm -hmm. on him. He killed me. So you got to be careful with rookies. You really have to be careful with rookies. Don't tell our fans you went three and seven. Because I turned off Jonathan Taylor. Only one league. That's how how our viewers will learn, only from our mistakes. Because you got bad advice from other podcasts. Good call. That's what I'm Um, saying. Very true. Very true. (laughs) And, like, Antonio Gibson, man, like, a lot of people, he went undrafted or they took him and then dropped him after the first week. If you got a, a roster spot to, to spend on it, okay. You don't need to hold two kickers. You don't need to hold two defenses. Drop one of them. Get You don't need to hold three quarterbacks. Give me a break. Drop that. it. Yeah. And you couldn't trade one, right? No, because you guys are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want Deshaun Watson? Nobody wanted him before. Everybody oh, I knew. Him. I wanted it. It was just he was too expensive. I would have traded him for a six pack of Bud Light oh, and well, nothing. Now you tell me, and we would have split the winnings. Here's another tip for a future podcast: Don't waste your time on quarterbacks in redraft leagues. And go through any redraft <laughs> championship, and it's Wait. like. Tim Tebow oh. winning championship. Brian Fitzpatrick's winning championships. Uh, Josh Freeman, like eight Josh years ago, championships. You'll always find a quarterback in a redraft league. I won with Joe Flacco. Gross. Yeah, it was because you guys spend so much capital on these guys. You're like, just think, Patrick Mahomes is a top three round quarterback. That's horrible. You know, I, I won all. I won three leagues last year, all with Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, you got to find those guys the later rounds. And then you, you don't win the championship in the draft, all right? You can certainly lose it if you draft stupidly, but you can't win it. You got to be active on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. You might you might have to take a shot on some trades, and we'll get we'll have an episode on that, our worst moves, our best moves. You know, you got to take shots. I mean, 
it's only fantasy, man. It's all right. Just take the chance, make it happen. Just give them the tip and sometimes just turn the light off and hope for the best. Wait for rookies second half of the season when you see if they have their uh, if they're getting their opportunities or not. Oh, oh, so they won't That's have what... an immediate impact. No, there will be guys who have an immediate impact. You know who was the name that had a, a, a immediate impact last year? Who I'm surprised is not in the top five? Lavisca Chenault, mm. because he had opportunities. Because he's a gadget player. He's on the field. Very true. Very important thing in the in the beginning of the season. That's true. You need him on the field to score points. This is fun. This is Good insight, can't get, fellas. Can't get this analysis anywhere else, man. All right, give me give me one rookie to avoid. Anyone on your list? <laughs> Good one. Uh, All right, I'll oh, say, man, I'll say Justin good. Justin Fields. Then no, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna say Kyle I'll- Pitts. I was going to Kyle, say Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, like t- tight ends in general. Like you said it yourself, yeah. like they, don't, they don't produce year one. Darren Waller's 28. The hype, the hype is too big, man. I just, he's going to be a great player. I would totally take him in the top five. I want Miami to take him with their sixth pick. If he's there, I want them to take him. But for fantasy production, I just don't think he's going to make it in the first year. Get, whatever team he goes to, that team is going to suck. And that if he's the number one target as a rookie, it's it's going to be a tough go for him, man. And he it's going to be it's going to be hard to be a top ten tight end as a rookie. So I just think you'll have better options with a vet and a proven offense that works. And I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more, Mac, but. There's word that he might uh, that Atlanta it might take him at four. I know and Atlanta's I know. a great landing spot for him. Honestly, if that, if that field's spread out, but then you got you got to think. All right, Julio Jones is still going to have value. Calvin Ridley, uh, Russell Gage will have some games where he goes off for thirty points. And then if they take a running back in the second round and they're going to want to run the ball more, that pie gets smaller and smaller. So, yeah, he'll have a couple weeks. But if you want consistency from that tight end position, it's going to be tough, man. You got to find somebody. You literally you can only pick the top two guys. <laughs> That's exactly. the only way you'll get consistency. At I know. End. I know. It's tough. It's tough. I'll throw one out there. Kellen Mond. All right. So, say that quarterback gets picked. Uh, somebody that needs a quarterback, stay away. Hugh Jackson loves him. Don't. Don't draft him in Dynasty. He's he's not going to be good. If Hugh Jackson loves a player, you know it's bad news. <laughs> All right, you want me to give you mine? <laughs> you good? Oh, I, I thought you were saying Kyle Pitts. but <laughs> I was going to, but Ryan took it, so that's fine with me. <laughs> but uh, I think it's got to be Najee Harris and that high-ranking running back. That makes me nervous. Uh, obviously it depends on where his landing spot is. If it turns out way better than it really can be. But I just remember last year's, uh, what's his name? CCH. Uh, he, C-H. yeah. Yeah. Clyde Edwards. Yeah. That, that screwed Kills me. Over me. It killed me last year. And I used my first round pick on him and I could, I feel like Najee Harris is probably, he probably won't be first round, but he might be an early second round pick where depending on, you know, when the draft comes around, 
and I just can't see spending that value on a possibility. I'd rather spend it on a rookie I know has uh, his feet in the ground and ready to go. Yeah, I would definitely, for your number one running back, I would take a proven vet. And if he gets injured, so be it, whatever. And the rookie breaks out like Saquon Barkley, okay. How many other times has that happened? Christian McCaffrey, okay. That's two in the past five years. You can't really name anybody else that breaks out like those guys. True. No, Rick, I took, that's a good point. Oh, go ahead, Matt. It is. It is. No, I was just saying, yeah, if he's my if he's coming back in the second round and, like, say I'm somewhere in the middle and I already took uh, Alvin Kamara, I'd take a chance on him. That's fine. But I'm not doing it my first overall pick. I did it last year. I took I took him. Uh, I was towards the end, so I took him, then Michael Thomas, and back-to-back, and then I took Kenyon Drake. And that did not work out too well. I was scrambling all year, so – so, yeah, definitely take uh, some proven guys. But if it's a freak injury like Michael Thomas and, you know, that's just wasn't it for the cards this year. So, all right. Any leftovers from you guys? No, I just – I I just uh, – I want to make one comment on that last thing. I know people are probably hearing that Regan had Najee Harris in his top five for production – but that doesn't mean you should draft him early. Like he, he very well could be a top five producing rookie Mm -hmm. in in the first half of the season, but don't waste valuable draft capital. Like you just said on somebody, when you can get somebody proven who can put up stats reliably and consistently. Yeah. Context is everything, man. Mm -hmm. Make sure he went to the right team. Yeah. Make sure he went to the right team. If he's going to go behind, like say Cleveland takes them or something. And it's like, all right, so then he has to fight against Chubb and Hunt. Or, you know, Green Bay takes somebody in the first round of running back. And it's like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reach for him just because he's a great talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Green Good Bay's point. gonna take another quarterback, obviously. <laughs> not use them. <laughs> nah, nah, they gotta go they gotta go wide receiver. They've needed wide receiver for like three years. Yeah, that's true. You got anything? Rogers trade. No, nah, not happening. <laughs> Just stop that. Wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, stop that. Oh, man. Hey. I think it was good stuff, fellas. All right. Well, everybody, if you made it this far, we ask you to like, subscribe, share the video, share the audio with your friends, tell somebody. Get them involved. Let's get more competitive. You know, let's go win some money this year. Do your research. You know, interact with us. Comment. Reach out to us. We'll post our socials uh, and how you can reach us. And uh, say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> awesome. Hey, before we go, we got to make a, we got to get some comments on what we should do for bets on player rankings. So we need some comments mm. from you viewers to uh, tell us what we should do to each other. Keep it civilized or not. <laughs> Epic. I don't want to be volunteered to do anything to you. What? <laughs> yeah, you don't have the <laughs> You can do it. Oh, God. Never mind. I'm out. We're done. Well, Jack, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence.